Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is a global original podcast. Hi Mel, that's JK, and this is the Don't Tell Your Mum podcast. Coming up on this week's episode, we're going to be talking about the biggest threats our children face as they grow up. So it's pretty heavy, you know, we, we, we like to go heavy every once in a while uh, a confession about spicing up a play date and then of course JK's got new tech Shh, don't tell your mum all that and more coming up on the don't tell your mum podcast loads now, to do today loads loads to do but, but but one thing we can't skip over because we've skipped over it for the last five weeks is it's a bit of a celebration because we actually have now recorded and published over 100 episodes of the don't tell your mum podcast <laughs> hang on a minute whoa, whoa, whoa. how many episodes is it exactly <laughs> 105 well this is 106 <laughs> why did we not do anything for the 100 because <laughs> i didn't i just didn't clock it <laughs> you just <laughs> yeah it's like a happy 106 hey. well done us well done you for listening thank you very much 106 who oh, thought no. we'd make it I'm... i know who would have thought hey, it's, do we quite, get, um, it's quite do we, bizarre do we get a podcast telegram from the queen <laughs> Well, if we did, we've missed it. <laughs> we probably did five weeks ago. It was probably one of those post office slips that comes through my door that I then just ignore. <laughs> yeah, there's loads of those on the side at my house. I don't know if I've, if I've collected them or yeah. if I've not collected them. I don't know. I have no idea. Who, who the hell knows? Um, but yeah, I did, we just could not, men- we could not not mention it for another week. Okay, well, well done us. Well done you. 106. I, I, I don't feel a day over 36. Uh, fantastic news. Well done. We're, we're very proud. Right, moving on. So yeah, last week I told you yeah, I need to tell you the story about um, the old lady that I helped carry her shopping mm-hmm. home. All right, now, you, you know me. I find myself in these situations all the time where I don't know what it is. I think it's because I, I, I spent a lot of time growing up with my granddad. I used to stay at his for all the holidays, the summer holidays, the Easter holidays. And I do believe I am the person now because of my granddad. And I think that's in, you know, kind of installed in me now that I make sure that if I see an, an elderly person that I look after them. I just think that's what it is. And I, I love chatting to elderly people. Well, I love chatting to people older than myself because A, they're wiser. You know, they know, they know more about the world and I love hearing their stories and their backgrounds. Just the thing that I love. So we're on the bus. So we were in Margate, okay? And we were on um, we were on the bus on the way back from Margate at the place where we were staying. And we were, there was me, there was Ch- my wife, Charlie, my two kids, Coco. There was Coco there with us, the dog? No, Coco wasn't there. And also two of our friends and their kids. So we get onto the bus and what with, you know, this is obviously, this is in COVID times. We, it's very, you, you shouldn't sit next to people really. You know what I mean? You've got to be careful. And it's an elderly lady. We've all got masks on. We're doing what we can. 
But I'm thinking, right, no seats. I'm going to have to stand. So this lady, this old lady says, no, dear, just come and sit opposite me. I don't mind about that COVID. Just come and come and sit next to me or opposite me. That pesky COVID. This pesky COVID. <laughs> so it's fine. And anyway, so we're chatting about the day, how lovely the weather was. And she was like, is this, is this stopping at um, so-and-so stop? I'm like, oh no, this, this stop is a bit further on. That's the other bus that you need. She's like, oh, drat. I've got the wrong bus, which means I'm going to have to walk probably about a mile to my, to, you know, to, to my flat. Anyway, I look wow. down, she's got loads of shopping. She's got a walking stick. I had to help her off the bus because she can't really, she's got, she, she's got a hip problem and she's got sciatica. So I'm thinking, oh no. So, so how far are you? She's like, oh, I'm over there by Adrian Square. And I'm like, I know where that is. That's miles away. She, I said, let me, let, let me walk, walk with you. She said, okay, well just walk with me for a bit and then I'll do it myself. I'm struggling with the shopping, let alone her. So anyway, we're walking. And as we're walking, she's, um, she's, she's, we've gotten to the, to a subject and she basically then tells me she's, she used to be a nun. So she's, she's got her, and then I noticed she's got the cross, um, like a cross, not badge, like pen, pendant on brooch. her on a brooch. Mm. And then she, and then she unzips her coat and she shows me her, the proper necklace cross and stuff. So then she's telling me what the she rosary. does. The rosary. And she's telling me what she does now. And she, she doesn't, she's not a nun anymore, but she helps out with a local church with bereavement. She was currently helping out a family that, that, that I think they, their father died in a car crash. So she's a lovely, wonderful, caring person. So I thought, yes, least I can do help her with her shopping. We get, um, we get to her flat. She's up two two steps, two, I mean, two floors. So I'm having to help wow. her up with the shopping. And then you I feel a bit weird because she doesn't know me and I'm in her house helping her upstairs with her shopping. Anyway, she then t- talks me through her Victorian flat and her high ceilings. <laughs> and, and you know, you get to the point where you think she probably doesn't speak to many people. And we're having a lovely chat. And then I said, look, I'm going to have to go now. Um, I hope you're okay. She was like, oh, you are such, you are such a darling. Um, she said, oh, what, what's, what's your name? I don't know what your name is. I haven't asked how rude of me. So I said, my name's Jason. And she went... Joseph, it's a sign. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, I, what do you do in that situation? Because I, I couldn't Just tell roll her. With it. I couldn't tell her that my name isn't Joseph. It's Jason. But then, equally, I'm lying to a former nun. <laughs> like I don't, I don't yeah. know what to do. I think that lies fine. Just roll with it, because otherwise you'll be there going, "No, it's Jason." She goes, oh yeah, Joseph. No, no, no Jason. No. Okay, Jack. But but Joseph for her, obviously, it was a sign. It was a sign, and she and I said, yeah. I said, "What's your name?" She's like, um, she was Angela, as in angel. Joseph. Um, you're my angel. I'm like, all right, gotta go. Bye, love you. Bye. Amazing. Bye. I mean, the the only other alternative was you'd go. No, 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 not Joseph. It's Jesus. My name's Jesus. <laughs> no, no, I couldn't. That might have tipped her over the edge. I can't. I couldn't that, have done that. That would have been a bad lie. That one would have been. <laughs> um, the thing is, right? What you say about that old lady? First of all, kudos to you for helping her. There is the 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 personal reward for helping the elderly is you feel really good, really good yep. as an aside. But also that lady, like you say now, how overall she is still helping, giving, giving, giving to people who have, bere- have bereavements or whatever's going on. We don't have people like her growing up now. We have selfishness growing up now. Yeah. Like that's what society has come more or less. And her society when she was growing up was selfless. 
and we need we need to go back we need to check ourselves and we need to go back and we'll probably talk a bit about that a bit later on I agree anyway. I totally agree alright uh, yeah. what we what we start so with kudos then? to you let's do a, a, a spicy confession oh spicy Welcome back. You join us in the confessional, and today we have a spicy confession. Mm. Um, probably not the kind of spice that you're thinking, mind you. Um, like the actual food spice rather than the sex spice. Just oh, well, no, I was, I was, <laughs> well, I was thinking um, herb, uh, Nando's, but you were obviously thinking about something else. Is it lemon and herb, the, the, you know, the, the one for like wusses yeah, like me? The good, the good one. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't do any harm than that. That's it. That. Right. Okay. So it's spicy. Is it spicy as in sexy, or is it just just? No, no. It's spicy as in Nando sauce. Oh, gotcha. Fantastic. Right. Excellent. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's from a guy called Paul. So semi-anonymous. Uh, and uh, this is a good one. Okay, no, 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 no. You're either anonymous or you're not. <laughs> You can't be well, semi- I mean, there's hundreds of polls. Yeah, but still, you still know it's a poll, so it's either anonymous okay. or not anonymous. Okay, so it's not anonymous, but... But almost anonymous. I tell you what, <laughs> but almost anonymous. It's anonymous among, like, it's, it's anonymous an- amongst the world, the polls. No, it's not. Oh, <laughs> All right, whatever. Let's keep just, going, yeah. Let me just bloody read it. <laughs> Dear JK and Al... Please don't judge me. Or, hang on. Anyone that starts a sentence saying, please you don't know, judge it's good. me. <laughs> We're going to judge. <laughs> please don't judge me. But since my kids started going to school, I've discovered that I really dislike most of his friends. So much so that I don't want them to come round or even let him go to theirs. They're just not very nice kids. One was at our house the other day and my tolerance level was at zero. He was rude with no table manners, no pleases or thank yous. It's the little things. I asked him to come in for tea. He ignored me. I'm sorry, but I won't be ignored by a six-year-old in my own house, unless it is my own six-year-old, which is actually true. (laughs) Um, um, And then it came to a head when I was preparing their dinner. I added a little extra spice to his meal. It wasn't too bad. I mean, enough for him to ask for something to cool his mouth down, but nothing that would actually harm him. I'm not that bad. Anyway, I'd like to say that this is just a one-off, but it seems as though I don't like many of his mates. So I guess I need to ask forgiveness for the extra spice prank, but also some advice as to what to do. I want my kid to be social, but not with these little dickheads. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Love the potty, by the way. (laughs) Oh, I... um... Do you know many of Noah's friends? Um, I know a couple. Yeah, no, and I do. Obviously, it's been difficult they in the right. past year or so because of <laughs> nice lads because of COVID. No, they are nice lads. Are, are there any that I would like to to sort of I don't know put a bit more spice in their curry? Um, no, 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 no. I haven't got that far yet. I'm, I'm not saying that it, it won't happen in the future, but no, no. They're all they all seem to be really decent, decent oh. kids. I can get on board with this because one thing Jen has always loved doing is having play dates. She loves hosting mm. play dates. So obviously not throughout COVID unless it has been um, okay, you know, during certain Due to the rules of whatever, but yep. Due to, exactly. But we, we, we have people, like we have Ted's friends or people that he goes to school with in our house probably more often than than is average, I would have thought. Mm. And... So I, so I, I think I can understand this because it is very frustrating when, when they're not, when they are a bit rude, 
Yeah. And I, I've been in that situation where someone has come in, you know, little lad, and, you know, they're only little kids, so it's fine. But you just kind of think, you're not very nice. Mm. Or, or he's not sharing. It's like he, you've come around to Ted's house to play with Ted, to play, and you're not sharing. Like, come on, mate. <laughs> Fix up. <laughs> but, uh, okay, maybe it's, um, I don't know, perhaps parents of, of the children that I tell off don't like me, but I'm one of those... I'm one of those parents that, you know, you come around to my house. You tell him off. It's my domain. Yeah. Yeah. I would tell people. Yeah. Literally I do. And I, I like Charlie sometimes goes, you can't do that. It's not your kid to tell mm. off. I'm like, no, they're in my house. So I can tell uh, look, when, when we go to your house, you can tell my kid off as much as you want. If he's, if he's jumping mm. on the sofa yeah. or whatever, you tell him off. Absolutely. So with me, I, yeah. I would, I'm straight in there. I am literally straight in there. That's an interesting thing. Actually, would you tell off another kid? If, yeah, you, I mean, I suppose you would if they're in the house. I guess it's also like, um, depends what they're doing to a degree. And it depends on how much you know the parents as well. Yeah. Interesting. Awkward. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I don't think I would go as far as spicing up their meal. <laughs> no. Or like, you know, <laughs> no, fairly no. intentionally inflicting I some mean, kind of I mean, if, if, if whatever the meal was, you know, was on the side in the kitchen and you went up to go and get the salt and pepper out of the, you know, out of the, the, the spice cupboard and some curry powder accidentally fell in. You were like, oh, I just quickly mix it up. They'll never know. Yeah, I'm fine with that. But you didn't. Mm. You got, you went in there, you got the curry powder out and put on purpose or and you spiced it up. When you were serving the sausage, one fell on the floor and that was the one you gave to the friend. <laughs> oh no, I'm the first one to eat that. I don't care. They're, yeah. A lot of people have a five second rule. Mine's usually five days. I think I'll get up until five days, I'd still eat it. Yeah, but even if you didn't have to, because you could just give it to. Yeah, but I don't know. If, I don't know if you know. I grew up on a farm, so and and, and around five children. So if I didn't so eat first, I didn't eat at all. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go, Paul. You are not forgiven for spicing up the meal, but you are forgiven for uh, not liking them. Also, kudos for calling them little dickheads. I think that's funny. Yeah, I like that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, what we got next? Okay, so coming up next, we're going to be talking about the biggest challenges our children face, according to dads. It's the top five, according to dads. The top five challenges that our children face growing up in today's world, according to dads. Coming up next. So today's top five, according to dads, is... What's the biggest challenge our children face growing up? Now, I think this is interesting. I'll tell you why this came about. Because my brother... Well, was it my brother? Um, no, okay. This is how it came out. There's a link to my brother, but it's vague. So I won't go down that route. But um, Prince Harry and Meghan... Well, can't say Prince Harry anymore. Harry and Meghan, mm. they have been a, awarded a, an award from a charity because they only have two kids and apparently like that's good you shouldn't have too many kids right because of the challenges the the growing population is having upon climate change and whatever else so that was what got this conversation started within dad's net which you can find on facebook or dadsnet.com but the reason that um it came out because there's this concept now of like okay are we being good stewards of this planet if we keep having more and more children that 
totally unnecessary. Um, anyway, they've been awarded it because they've only got two children. I don't. I don't know why one people with one children don't get it. No, it's no, it's no, really weird. No, no, no. I've got two kids. Why was I? Why, why am I not awarded it? Well, exactly, exactly. Um, anyway, it's really weird. So this got the conversation going. Well, is climate change the biggest threat? What is the biggest threat that our children face growing up? And it took me back that I knew a couple once years and years and years ago who said that they didn't ever want to have children because they don't want they bring a life into this world that's getting worse, arguably getting worse is not really a very good thing to do. They have now had kids, just for the record. <laughs> well, was that okay? But at the time... Was it planned? <laughs> I don't know, yeah. Obviously not. <laughs> and then once they had one, they were like, well, I might as well have, have another one. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, the point, you know, that, there was, that, that was their stance, that they didn't want to bring children in because the world is filled with people who do bad things and the world is groan, great, groaning under the strains of the increasing population. Anyway... This was the conversation. We threw it out into Dad's net, and we want to know what the top five biggest challenges our children are facing growing up in today's world, according to Dad's. And it was it's really interesting. Okay, let's do it. Let's do the top five. Get straight in. Well, straight in. Yeah, let's get straight well, in. I just, I just want to mention this because it. What was amusing was that um, on the on the list was uh, far left views. As right. in, what's the biggest challenge? <laughs> far okay. left views. Completely right. <laughs> equaled by far right views. Okay, left. <laughs> so they both made the list, but they both had the same votes. <laughs> so you're like, okay. Says it okay, all. That's, that's what's wrong with the world. <laughs> that's it. There it is. There's your answer. Yeah. Partisan politics. That's what's wrong with the world. <laughs> um, so I thought that was worth it. And loads of stuff kind of got the drug addiction, knife crime, gang crime. Um, Africa by Toto made the list. Just throwing it out there. Uh, uh, lack of common sense. Loads of kind of stuff that people were just flinging around. But the top five were... Okay. So number coming in at number five was racism. Yep. Yeah. Which, you know, obviously we're recording this um, in the aftermath of... Loads of racist stuff that has gone on after the Euros, um, especially with the three miss penalty takers who missed, uh, Rashford, Sancho and Saka. Um, although I heard today, weirdly, I heard David James talking about it. Apparently, a lot of this racial attack has actually come from overseas. Has it? Apparently. That's according to... Apparently, Gareth Southgate said it, and then David James next England goalkeeper regurgitated it uh, and that apparently now obviously that, that you know obviously there's a load of hooligan behaviour that had followed the Euros of English fans acting like complete bellends mm. but in terms of a lot of the racial stuff not all of it but uh, you know a, a big chunk of it actually came from overseas which obviously then you're like well no, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly now I just again I, it's a rant that I don't need to do right now but we we honestly we need to take a leaf out of our children's books. That's what we need to do. I mean, you go to a party and you see a load of kids from different backgrounds, different colours, different races. There is no judgment whatsoever. Why we should be more kid? That's what we should be. Honestly, what is wrong with people? No, uh, yeah, kids just don't. Have, they just don't have any. No, of that. Pure and innocent. You know, in them. They just take everything for surface level. Absolutely. Yep. Oh dear. Anyway, number four, which is a little boring, but it was all of the above, which I think is a bit of a cop out. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. But it did make it to number four on the list. 
Um, so moving on to number three pretty quickly was interestingly being themselves without criticism from others. Yeah. Which I think is quite profound. You know, I don't know whether you find this with Noah, maybe even Luna, but Ted is, you know, our youngest and he's conscious about this all the time. You know, he's conscious about not, even the other day, he didn't want to go around to someone's house because most because people in the class are being horrible to the person whose house he wanted to go to. So he then said, I can't go around the house because if they find out, then they won't like me. Oh, like, oh God. No. Six years old, man. It's terrible. It's mad. Yeah, it is. Yep. Um, these kids. Um, number two on the list was climate change. Right. Which I thought would be up there. You know, obviously the biggest challenge facing children growing up, according to dads, is social media. No, social media is the biggest challenge to everyone. It's not just our kid. Mm. Well, I definitely fear for our children, you know, because it's not going to be any better, I don't think, by the time they get to our age. But oh, even again, like we were talking about um, all the big social media platforms and how there's there's these petitions now saying that, you know, you can you can... You can search for the word COVID during a, I don't know, some sort of social media post, you know, an Insta story, whatever it is, but yet you can't seek out any racial words. Are you, are you kidding me? You mean you've, you've invented these incredible algorithms that are making you millions and billions and trillions of pounds, Mm. but you can't, you, you can't, you can't make that software. You can't build it. You can't implement it. Get the out of here. Honestly, it's crazy, isn't it? I'm. I said this to Charlie the day. I said I'm genuinely thinking that I just. I don't. You know me. I don't do social media much anyway. You know, I can't do it when I have to if it's a work thing or whatever. But I, 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 I wouldn't miss it. Would not miss it at all. It takes time out of my day. The the, the limited amount of time that I do yeah. it. Well, this is what I think. I think the crux comes to you know. There's there's loads of bad stuff on social media. There's also loads of good stuff yes, about social media. Yeah, yeah. But but the, I think the for me the overriding thing is the control social media has over people, particularly young people, the world, and yeah, and I think like that is the problem. You know, yeah, you're always going to see bad and good stuff. You know, you go to a pub with your mates, you might see a fight, you might just have a nice time, you might get involved in a fight. Like anything can happen. Just go into a pub. But the problem is the control that social media has. On, on everyone, you know, how many times a day do you check your phone and all this kind of stuff? Anyway, there you have it. And actually that one by th- three times the vote. Do you know what the scary so thing that's is? That's a massive concern for dads. I think to end this, the scary thing is that we as parents, it's, it's our duty and our job to make sure that we, you know, we bring them up and we, you know, we make sure that they aren't, they don't see things that we don't want them they don't experience things that we don't want them to and that's a bloody scary prospect because <laughs> mm. I don't think I'm growing up yet you know what I mean it's like oh you're not no I'm not you're thanks definitely cheers not. right um, um, but do you have any new tech shh don't tell your mum So it's an interview time. Um, you know, a while ago we were talking about how sofa beds are just, they're just a bit crap. You don't really get a decent sofa bed. So, and this is a problem that we came across because when people stay, well, when they used to stay over, hopefully staying over soon, that you can never find a comfortable one that you were proud of and you would go, yeah, sleep there. Honestly, it's the best night's sleep you're going to have. 
So anyway, I did a bit of research, did a bit of searching out, and um, I found Cocoon, Cocoon Sofa Beds. And I also found that the founder, well, I think that's what I think he's called. He wasn't quite sure, uh, Craig. And um, yeah, as you're about to hear, as we have a chat to him about sofa beds. Now, uh, my guest today is is Craig. Now, um, I've asked Craig what he wants to be called, and he sort of like said, well, let's figure it out as we go. So this could be a very interesting uh, interview. Now, Craig, the reason that we're on is because we're here to talk about um, sofa beds, which I know seems really random, but this being a dad podcast, there's always, you know, there's always people staying over at your house. You know, your kids sometimes want sleepovers and stuff like that. And I still, to this day, have not nailed a decent, you know, a decent sofa bed. Now you are now. Are, are you the founder of Cocoon, or are you not the founder of Cocoon? Uh, founder means I had the same problem as you, and I believe I solved it. That, if that makes me the founder, I am the founder. You are the founder, yeah, without doubt. If you've solved it, you are the founder. Now you've got to prove to me that you've you've solved it. So let's let's start <laughs> off with our our memories of sofa beds. So for me, straight away, the first thing that comes to mind is when I used to sleep uh, uh, over at an ex girlfriend's house. We, I had to sleep downstairs on the sofa bed because her parents wouldn't let me. They wouldn't let us sleep in the same bed. Fair enough. To whilst me. while she was in her bed upstairs, I'm not saying that that's how it always ended up, but you know, exactly. that's that's what it was. And I just remember this sofa bed. I had to fold it out myself. I remember it being the most uncomfortable thing I've ever slept on. A, a, you know, a bed of nails or just or nettles would have been more comfy. I remember it making so much noise. And it was just the most hideous thing. I used to dread staying on that thing. In fact, at, at times, I think I put the actual mattress on the floor and slept on the floor instead. Wow. Well, I compare with that, actually. Probably one, uh, all my girlfriends let me stay over <laughs> because I'm from New Zealand <laughs> and there was no problem there. The, uh, the second thing is, obviously, being a Kiwi, we, amazingly enough, we don't really do sofa beds because we just build another room on. And, uh, and, and, and it never dawned on me. In fact, uh, the need never even entered my mind until I moved here to the UK, brought my family with me and, uh, and my English wife, and my family started to arrive. Now, my family, some of them are pretty large. <laughs> I'm not sure what the political correct term for that is. Leave it at that, Craig. Leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, you've seen they're all blacks, haven't you? And some of them uh, are sofa killers. That's what we'll call them anyway. Right. So we have, uh, and I'm from a very big family, and we are, we would, uh, and this might sound <laughs> interesting enough, but we would have 100 for Christmas at my mum's house. What? For Christmas. Because my mum's one of 13, my dad's one of nine, all the aunties and uncles come. It's a three-dayer. We're playing cricket on Boxing Day because it's summer. Yeah. 35 degrees, and they bring their caravans, they sleep on them. We put the tents up, and we have the lollies, and everyone's sleeping outside on the lawns and, and all these uh, things that I thought everybody around the world did. When I arrived here 12 years ago, and the first Christmas hordes arrived, because obviously uh, they're staying with me when they come over here because they're going to bludge with me for a month because I've spent all their money getting here, and they certainly got <laughs> none left because we are, at that time, we're still poor cousins. Yeah. And uh, when that happened... I realised uh, that I, uh, I I was embarrassed, like yourself, not for myself, because I, you know, I don't sleep on sofa bed. <laughs> well, I hadn't at that point in time. So, but I was really embarrassed. And the next morning, I'm doing the fry up and the big full English breakfast, and you know, enlightening them, <laughs> full English breakfast. They get there, and um, yeah, just and I, so they had to sleep on the sofas and all those sorts of things. I had a furniture store. 
I was selling a couple of sofa beds in there. In fact, I was selling quite a lot because I, I was quite interested in the concept. And I, I, um, yeah, and I, and I noticed they were pretty poor. Anyway, I had one here, and, and they were complaining, just like you. So I thought I had a furniture store. I was manufacturing, uh, dabbling in manufacturing. I thought, right, I think if I can make something better for my family, of course, for my family, then they come here, and I'm not embarrassed. Then uh, I will, uh, I'll, I'll see, see if that works. I travelled the world because I was doing trade shows. When you got furniture stores, you go to trade shows. I had a, quite, I was doing a lot of furniture, like a department store, lots of different furniture lines. But I was all, I was looking for a solution. But you're right, I. It was very hard to find. Then one day uh, I was in uh, very close to Russia, a country, I can't tell you for, <laughs> for political reasons, and I found this, I, I came across this mechanism that opened up in a certain way that I thought, wow, that actually, because the problem with the eyesore with the sofa bed was the mattress was too thin. Yeah. And so I thought, wow, see this mechanism. If I could actually get a proper, oh, I can get it a bit deeper than, than everybody else. If I can put that on top of this mechanism that opens so simply, my family's fine, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so so that's all I did. Sorry, that's it. In a nutshell, that's all I did. It took me seven years to, uh, to rush through the story, but uh, seven years of trialing and changing and adapting and, and because I'm, I'm got other things to do too, so I was backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. Turn the clock forward. Here I am today. Uh, you know, we're growing massively, eight hundred percent last year. I think through for whatever lots of reasons, but in reality, I think now people. I think there's another. There's there's people out there who have the same problem as me that they want people to come to their state to stay. I would say you shouldn't have anyone in your house if, you, if they're not friends and family. They shouldn't be allowed to stay anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> the obvious. Uh, but if they are friends and family, you want to get up in the morning and go, how was your sleep? That's the ultimate gift to give your friends. You know, you. I know uh, a lot of people rent families a hotel near to their house for, for all sorts of awkward reasons that they don't have a sofa bed. A lot of people I'd found uh, over here, family over here, were doing that. And I thought, hmm, that's not right. No, if you, if you, want, you, you want to spend time with your family, so the only way you can spend the most time for your family is they have to sleep over. Yeah. They have to. Because that's the adorable part—the waking up in the morning, the late night, all the talking into the small hours—that's the sort of things that families do, you know. And so I feel uh, actually really quite—I'm quite lucky actually. I've—I've I've solved my problem. <laughs> you've solved well. You've not just solved it for you and your family. You've solved it for for parents like me and for their families when they come over. And like you say, this isn't just maybe someone that lives five miles down the road. This could be from the other side of the world. So, you know, when you've made that trip, you want to be sleeping on something which is comfortable. Now, this is the reason. Now, on on this podcast, we we, we only deal with stuff that we believe is 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 it works. Basically, that's the first thing. It works and it works really well. So, the, what I think we need to discuss now is what how you guys are different how cocoon is different and i know straight away we talk about it's a deeper mattress okay so that's i think the slogan is a deeper mattress for a deeper sleep which is what is on on the website which by the way is cocoonsleeping.com so um the mattress now the the mattress isn't just deeper it's isn't it now the the mattress has a story behind it doesn't it well again not complicated but the end of the day is uh, a good bed has springs in it. I know these days memory foam and, and there's lots of tech that comes in, but in reality, 
the best beds you'll buy in the world, your 10,000, 20,000 beds, uh, pound beds that people buy. I don't know who they are, but I know they do sell them. They all have springs in them, and there's a very good reason for it. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a very good reason for it. Uh, you know, I think the challenge that I had is the weight ranges of my family. So I do have the sofa killers. Yeah, they are massive. But I also got my mum who's frail, you know. So there's always been this thing about comfort. What's comfortable? What's perception of comfort? Comfort is, and I, I in our showrooms that people come to now, you know, they that the same things. I came here, I want to check uh, if it's comfortable. And I say, well, I've got to be honest. When I first started out, comfort means to me whoever lies on this bed does not hit the bottom. <laughs> Goal number one. Yeah. If if you lie on this now and you hit the bottom, do not buy it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and and even my product has a weight range and a limit, you know. But even at that, we can do things if we have to by building on top of it. But you know, that's a very simple, very simple thing for us. And because somebody lying on a like uh, when you go to a bed shop in this country, you know, there's fourteen hundred beds to choose from. And of course, if there's if someone's got the perfect sleep, then they only need one. So why do they have all the others? Because everybody's a little bit different. Yeah. So, yeah, springs, pocket springs, very traditional, not sexy new name and, and, and things. It's very simple. But obviously I have to layer it and I'm confined by my height. Uh, the height gives us uh, – so sometimes uh, a really cheap 199 bed mattress, you know, that can be three times as thick as ours, but they can fill it with lots of different things that are worth nothing <laughs> to stop you in the bottom. Yeah. I can't, I can't get away with that. Yeah. That's not – I can't get away with it because I'm governed by that. So that's why it took me seven years to work it out because, you know, it, it wasn't that, that simple. <laughs> well, it is simple, but it was seemed quite difficult because I had, I had a challenge to try to get people to make me what I wanted. And because I was very small, they were not interested. They would say, how many thousand do you want? I'd go, I'd like five just to try them. Would you do that? And they just laughed at me. <laughs> really? <laughs> Fair enough, you know, because, I mean, you get the manufacturers – Making beds, anything in the bed world, it's millions and millions of beds, isn't it? They're all yeah. massive volumes. And I'm I'm a guy, so, you know, who are you? Again, Mr. Nobody. Who you want to make this thing for? And I go, well, I've got a really good idea. You can see it. And they go, order a 1,000 and we'll go straight into production tomorrow. And I mean, I want five. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, anyway. the, the, well, look, the mattress thing, also the other thing that we talked about was it has to be good enough for everyday use as well, which I know that this <laughs> this mattress is. Now, let's now also the opening. So when um, I, I've actually been to the, the showroom and, and seen these, these sofa beds in action, oh, wow. now the one-touch opening is pretty fantastic. So much so, you can pretty much do it with like one foot, can't you? That is, that's, I do it with my foot. Maybe I'm a bit of a show-off. I go in there or maybe I've got a bad back. Whatever, but I on the corners, yes, I flick it with my foot open and close, and maybe it's a little bit of a party trick, but <laughs> I can do it. And the other models, there's two operating systems, but they're generally lifts. They're not lifting them; you're actually pulling them forward or back, and they just sort of cantilever out, so they're all weighted. So yeah, I mean, uh, we're working on some new. I think to be fair to the website, it's it's a very it, it gets the product across, but we've just realised there's no people in it. So we're now trying to add some people to, I want to show that uh, my grandmother can open it and my nine-year-old can open it, you know, yeah. because I think a lot of people don't believe it. Yeah. But again, it's the mechanism is the key for us. Um, so, yeah, it's one of those things. You, you have, uh, that's why we have our show is where you can come and try it before you buy. So we, we, we put the challenge. Yeah. I say, you come, go to make an effort to go to a showroom, try before you buy. You can't buy anything in our showrooms. They're not 
there for that. They're there just so you can sample it, sit on it, jump on it, lie on it, all those things you cannot do online. And then if you're happy with it, you go home and buy it online. We don't take money in our stores. We're not interested in, in, in there. We're interested in giving you the opportunity. Yeah. So. And also, what you will see if you go and check out the website, these the, the way that you can store stuff in it as well. So the cushions that are in it can be stored, which is great. And it, and it doesn't stop there. We're not just talking, you know, like normal small sofa beds. We're talking like big sofa beds. We're talking corner sofa beds as well, which are great. You do uh, you do chair beds as well. Is that right? Yeah, chairs, two, three, quarters, four, five. In fact, the new now with the new development, the website, basically it's a – it's really a Meccano set, I suppose. It's modular. I don't want to say the word flat pack because uh, I, I tried that over here. Yeah. <laughs> Kiwis don't, <laughs> don't do flat pack. So no screws or glue because we can't cope with that. But in reality, yeah, you, you build what you want to a certain uh, extent. But, um, yeah, storage, again, I visit London, don't I? come over here and, wow, I can't believe the space that they're locking you into. <laughs> You know, you're paying half a million and I would have a farm with a thousand sheep on it. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't, oh, don't rub it in, please. You were, before yeah, we, before we recorded this, we were talking about that, weren't we? Well, don't worry. There's a few clever ones over here that my mum phoned me up and said, yeah, they're coming. <laughs> they're coming over here and the house prices are going up. I said, don't worry, mum, you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> You've still got yours, yeah. You've still now, got yours in the house. Place. The, um, yeah. Now, the, when you, the fabrics, the amount of colours and stuff are incredible, but the... The actual fabric is, it's kind of groundbreaking, isn't it? And it's also very, it's very eco. I think it's, I mean, I get told off for saying this, but I'm going to say it, think of, because I'm trying to explain what the, this polymer uh, product that they use is a very, very fine weave of mm, sort of Teflon polymer. And when they spin it, it's basically waterproof. So, I was I was trying originally to make it for hotels, holiday lets, Airbnbs. That's the market I was I was wanting to do, be business to business, because I thought they will not only love the fact that they can sleep on it every night, and they do not know how big their guest is going to be. Mm. And combined with that, then all I had to do was get it with a fabric that was serviceable. But this is they call it cutting edge, but Teflon. I'm going to say this only once: Australians invented it. <laughs> Being a Kiwi, <laughs> uh, the Australians invented Teflon, and we've had it in the Southern Hemisphere for, I don't know, it must be 15 years, yeah, maybe even longer. And when I uh, I found it fascinating, I got here, no one was using it, but we have it down in the Southern Hemisphere because when we buy our $7,000 or whatever uh, sweet sofa, we would put it in Teflon because... It doesn't fade in the sun. So you can put it in your – because you've got big windows in the sun, so your suite's not faded in three months. That's yeah. the reason – that was predominantly what drove it. Up here it's more about care and maintenance of that. Of course, we all – we eat outside by the barbecue. We don't spill things on our furniture inside. We're not inside enough. <laughs> <laughs> and it's okay. and, and Teflon, of course, like you say, it's water blocking, isn't it? That's the other thing as well. So, you Just know. think of a recycled Coca-Cola bottle, put it on top of it. It doesn't feel like it. Some feel like – velvet but some feel like a, a, a traditional weave some will feel like a they feel like draylons they have a feel and they're simulated but they are tip wine i mean i didn't invent it i wish i had them <laughs> i wish i had them but i the company that invented that uh, they're a european european company and they're going global too because i thought well if i'm going to spend all the time making the bed last i might as well put the best you know 
this maintenance fabric on top of it. Yeah. I try not to say the word fabric because because it's not. That's why I say to people, think recycle Coca-Cola bottle. Oh, can I spill something on it? Can you spill something on your Coca-Cola bottle? No, I, I think you're quite blasé about that because it is. It's very eco. The, the, like the, the recycled bottles are the, sort of the main ingredient behind the the fabric that goes onto it's, these sofa beds. Well, that's it. I mean, you're. Re- I mean, it's Teflon, isn't it? So it's, it's polymers and plastics. We try to reuse them. I am looking, investigating to try to introduce on top of my springs. There's uh, a machine in the world. You won't believe this. That actually, you do feed the the Coca Cola bottles into any bottle, and it brings it out to a, like a um, like a, a matting, like a like a, a web, and then it all spins this web, and then you can rely on that. We're just trying to get the pressures right. And imagine if I could put that inside on top too, and and get rid of some of all that waste. It would be, but the technology's coming very fast, mm. and I think we're on the we're on the cusp of lots of things with technology, and I think you just got to use it. You know, if you can, if you can. Hmm. So there's lots of interesting things out there. I I just love the whole story behind this, and I think it's fantastic. <laughs> and um, look, we've. Uh, if you want to go and check all of this out, what Craig's been talking about, you know, you've got you've got the story there, you've got the the, the showroom information, the the amount of fabrics you can get as we've as we've discussed is is incredible for this thing. Cocoonsleeping.com, go and check it out. Craig, it has been fantastic chatting to you. And honestly, I am I am so chuffed for you that you've you had this problem because you have solved many parenting and like you said, like Airbnbs, holiday home problems where they they've wanted to invest in this sort of product and want it to last for a very long, long time. And finally, we have the product now and we can do this. Well, staycation. I mean, why don't we all stay at home with this global warming? It's like Club Med here on the south coast. (laughs) I'm not spending any money to go to Spain. It comes to me now every year. Well, you say that that June's been June's been quite wet for us, but then again, what you need to do is stay indoors, sit on your cocoon sofa bed, and just binge the box sets. You see, it's a win-win. Win-win. Bring them all around. Row all the kids up in the old box. Exactly. Just throw it up, open it up, and let them go. I would invite you around, but you'll probably bring the other ninety-nine fa- family members with you. And I, look, I've got a three-bedroom semi in 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 South London. It ain't gonna work, mate. It ain't gonna work. Three-bedroom semi. I don't know what that is, but it sounds interesting. <laughs> I remember one of my mates came over once from New Zealand and he said, he said, so where do you live? I'm like, oh, it's this, this house here. And he looked at it and he went, you have houses that are joined together? Uh, well, yeah, I've got really, uh, I, you would know the whole podcast on that. Exactly. I've, I've got a funny story. But I, my wife came over, bought the house for us and, and or chose the house with her parents to, and to move in. And she sent me the photo. I was still in New Zealand. And I said, how come half of the house is green and half of it's green? She said, you only get one half. I went, what, do we have to buy the other half later? What, what's going on? <laughs> and she said, no, no, no. So I was in one of those two-bed semi or whatever semi. It was attached, uh, attached to the next house. And I thought, oh, well. But I, you know, did it for five years. Uh, I, but the first thing I did, here's the first tip as a Kiwi. As soon as I got there, I went to the neighbour and said, can I paint your house? And I'll do it for free with mine. So nobody knew. Ah, it's so slight. So it looks like you own the whole house. <laughs> exactly. So I didn't want my friends to think I'd fall on hard times. I, I did a TV show once with. Do you remember the uh, the TV? <laughs> do you remember the TV show uh, Chips with Erica Estrada? They, they were yeah. like the motorbikers. Yeah, the motorbike police. 
I'm 61. Yeah, of course, well, you, yeah, you remember. So, uh, so after this TV show, I be, uh, randomly the most strangest sort of friendship. I was very good friends with Eric Estrada and, and, his, and his family. So he came over to Liverpool at the time, which is where we were filming this TV show. Wow. And we, we had to drive through, um, just through this estate. He could, he could not believe it. He couldn't get his head around the fact that not only, you know, we're not, we're not talking, ter- we're not talking just semis, terraces. He just couldn't understand exactly. it. I didn't get that either, I thought. And of course, the worst thing for me, my friends say, what are you doing over here? Oh, I'm sofa business. And they go, why don't they just build on another room? Said, <laughs> yeah. There's half a million reasons why. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, but then, mind you, when I actually finally stayed at Eric Estrada's house in the Beverly Hills in Los Angeles and his, his, his sort of Hispanic villa that he's got up there, then I realised in, in, in Eric Estrada's world, yeah, houses definitely aren't joined together. No, uh, they're joined to the swimming pool and the sauna and the... And and the- uh, uh, and the what they the runway, the pool house, <laughs> the runway. <laughs> yeah, now you, <laughs> yeah, there's none of that going on down here. I'll, I'll take the weather. The, I don't know about the helipad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We don't want to. That's too much space. We haven't got that space. We need all the space we can get. Um, Craig, it has been lovely chatting to you, and uh, best of luck with everything. And uh, we'll get you on again because uh, I've loved chatting <laughs> to you, mate. It's been brilliant. Yeah, you. Oh, uh, if you're around, if you're around my way, throw a rock on the roof, as we say in New Zealand. Come on in, mate. I'll be there like a shot. Trust me. <laughs> you ask Jack where I live, and he'll uh, he always he knows where I live. <laughs> you're more than welcome. Thanks, Craig. All right, all the best. Bye. Take care. See, there is a decent Ooh. sofa bed out there. I know. It just makes you want to go and curl up in one. And the thing is, right? I think even even the size. They're definitely, you can get different sizes, but I think their biggest corner sofa bed, it actually folds out to a super king. I mean, it's not its not just one a double, it's a super king. Mm. Look, I, we've talked about it loads. Go and check them out um, on their website and I, I think you'll be very impressed. Put it that way. Cool. <laughs> well, that's a wrap. Do you want to fancy having a little, little nap with me like friends when they're a buddy nap? I do. It's actually made me really <laughs> sleepy just thinking about sofas and going to bed well um oh we also i should go i should add the caveat that uh you know because i'm a very disturbed sleeper and disturbed jen most most through the most nights a nice sofa bed would actually do my back a world of good absolutely and also because even if you have a bad back you don't need to really lift it because you just use your toe to flip it up and then out it comes yeah. flip pull it's it's amazing. Um, I'm, ju- I'm just thinking about it. We're not we're not around for a couple of weeks now, are we? We're taking a bit of a summer break. We are. We we are into the summer holidays. The summer holidays are upon us. In fact, today, as you're listening to this, was Ted's last day of school. So we are now officially in, into the summer holidays. Um, so we are. We're going to have a couple of weeks off uh, whilst we well have a break, <laughs> recuperate, recuperate, relax. Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine a, a summer holiday where we're recuperating and relaxing. I mean, bugger that. I need a holiday after the summer holidays <laughs> to recover from having to run around after Jen and the kids all bloody <laughs> summer. Right. Time to go. Cause he's starting to moan. Uh, thank you very much for <laughs> listening up until this, this summer break. Um, 106 episodes. Uh, thank you for listening to all of those episodes. If you haven't heard them all, well, we recommend you get on Global Play and you go back and you, you go and yeah. listen to the ones that you missed You've out. You've got a couple of weeks now <laughs> to uh, to go back through exactly. the ones you missed. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Right, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, don't forget to check out dadsnet.com uh, on Facebook as well. Um, it is your online parenting forum, especially if you're dads, but everyone's welcome. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>